Arthur was a fucking capable soldier too, by order of the Peaky Blinders. Don't mess with them and welcome into our spoiler-free podcast, breaking down every single episode of the 1920s family gang drama on Netflix and BBC. I'm your host, Daniel Gilman. And I'm Josh Levy. This is the penultimate episode of season five, episode five. The ultimate setup episode, I would say, for, for episode six, which is, you know, set up to be an absolute banger. But Daniel, did you like the episode? What do you think? Oh, I, I, I feel like I have to watch it one or two more times and then I'm going to have to watch it again once we see the ulti- the, the final episode of this season. It's 5.5, you know, it's, it's it was it had all this hype and build up and everything about it. And we knew Tommy was going to visit someone. We didn't know who it was going to be. And and there were parts of it that were cool, but at the end of the day, it it felt like it felt like a part 2. It felt like it was the part 2 to last episode because it starts off right when Linda gets shot and you know before we dive into it we don't want to give it all away right away so I want to let you guys know that obviously you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash peaky podcast follow us on Twitter at by order of peaky and as always subscribe follow click it share tell one person you know send us feedback via email at b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com or on social media and before we get to our feedback let's hear your initial thoughts from it. I, to be honest, I, I told you, I'm not, I wasn't too thrilled with the episode. Just, I mean, I think, I think my expectations were a little too high based off of past season uh, episode fives, just was expecting so much to happen. And not that, it, not that nothing happened, but we, we even said to each other 20 minutes in and nothing's happened. Like what, no, nothing, nothing had like, happened. What, what's going on? We, we. We had the big bang with uh, poor Ben Younger, you know, RIP, RIP to our man's Ben Younger. Poor Ada, you know, has to deal with that too. Even though she didn't love him, she liked him. He was he was a decent man. Um, the you know it, the episode started super strong with Linda, you know, being operated on. I thought she was dead. You thought she was dead. There were a ton of options of where that could have gone. They could have moved forward a day, a month, a week, a year. You know what I mean? And, and it wouldn't have felt weird. And instead, they move forward five minutes. And you get the ballet crowd still there, and, it, and it's very—it was very interesting. And I'll tell you, it felt like, it felt like, in the middle of the week, BBC was like, "Hey, let's throw out a, a, a bonus episode and, and call it four point five, and then it would have been okay." You know what I mean? But the fact that it's going to take up one sixth of this season, and it's the third final season ever of Peaky Blinders, is going to make—I think it's going to make people a little bit. I don't want to say complainy, but it's going to make them greedy that they wanted more, and now they're going to expect that six better be the all-telling episode. But do you remember, we just did 2.5, and that was a penultimate, and that was a disappointing episode too. But then 2.6 was a banger. 100%, and if Stephen Knight doesn't have, you know, one of the best episodes of the series next episode, I think people are going to be very upset. Personally, I won't because I'm not gonna, I'm not one of those greedy television watchers I personally liked the last season of Game of Thrones. Some parts of it, like everyone was super picky with it, but I, but I, but I think that with like society now and television watchers now and the and the binge the the binge watching society, if they don't get it all next episode, they're they're gonna be rioting. Like like all the redditors are gonna be rioting. All the all the, all the Twitter folk. So it may, yes, yes and no. To be honest, I, I've been I've been scouring the Reddit's all season long. This is the first season I've really you know engaged in the fan 
feedback. And Josh, the Peaky Blinders fans just aren't as rabid Good. as the Game thank, of Thrones fans. Thank the damn Lord. I mean, there, there have been people, there's been a ton of people that have complained about the slowness because they don't want the political strategy. But let me get to the feedback here because we've got some people that are loving this season, starting by uh, Ben, who emailed us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com, said, hey guys, love the pod. Just binge listen to the whole thing. That's the way to do it. That's epic. Just 10 hour car ride, just hammer through it. He said he's in England about 20 minutes from Small Heath and he's a bit of a history buff. So if we have any questions we need answering, just let him know. And by the way, the drink that Tommy keeps sipping, and I guess the one that Polly pulled out of her bra, is called Laudenham, a type of liquid morphine. So thank you, Ben. We lost one Ben in the episode, and we gained a Ben as part of Love our PPA. that. You know, lose a Ben, gain a Ben. I was waiting. That, that, that scene with Ben was, was, was what I was expecting for the whole episode. You know what I mean? The music was nuts with the deep breathing <laughs> and, and the kid oh. kicking a soccer ball, and I couldn't tell on the side of the, on the side of the car was the bomb just like attached to the side of the car like that? No, it was set so that if you open that door, it would have gone off. But he went in through the other door. Right. That's what I noticed. So then, how did the, how did the kick of the soccer ball? Because it, it it jiggled it like, the door. Okay, like dented yeah, it so. a little bit. Do you remember? Do you remember in season one when Finn was trying to pretend, pretend to be Tommy? Yes, and it was something like that where the dynamite was set right there where the door opens. Um, but that so was sad. it was a great scene because you know you're tr- I'm trying to read in that scene to what it means because in the beginning I'm thinking okay so this is a this is a a you know a telling point about how not every kid in Birmingham is racist because those kids are talking to him so I'm like breaking through every part of that scene because this is an ep- this episode where you can really dive into every inch that Stephen Knight brings to a scene. So I'm like, okay, they aren't all racist. Tommy gives him the sign thing from Oswald that he set up a couple episodes ago. You know, what's Tommy's obviously, you know, going to get screwed here because I I can't see a situation where they give him the informant job because Oswald's talking about how, uh, I mean, Ben's talking about how beloved Oswald is and how even Ben is getting death threats now. So I'm like, Tommy is for sure going to get stood up on this deal. I even wrote for sure. And then the all caps, whoa, section D callback. And boom, the threatening of section D, whether it was the IRA and, uh, and Miss O'Donnell or it was whoever was in charge of that damn uh, chaplain or father from the uh, the second season, the, or third, the third season, the priest. Hughes, Hughes. Yeah, that was that oh. was a that was a callback. I thought we were done with that bullshit section D crap. And, and I'm reading I'm reading into everything, Josh, and everything I'm reading into, and I'm trying to think that what it what it means and how Tommy is not ratting on Jesse Eden anymore and all that. And then it all gets put to the bottom of my page because it just goes, Oh my god. Oh my god, what a scene. Yeah, and that was my favorite quote of the episode was when, you know, Younger says that Ada Ada thinks that maybe he's believing in, in something. And when he walks out the door, Tommy goes, Younger, please don't listen to my sister's opinions of me. They are always hopeful. Therefore, they are always wrong. And yes, amazing, amazing. Beautiful writing right there. That's just perfect because it's, it's like, don't be hopeful of me. I, I'm No matter what I do, I'm going to get get involved with some shit. So she doesn't understand that. She hasn't been here for all of it. You know, she was away for a while. So... She's hopeful, but it's just that there is no hope in me. There's no hope in this life kind of thing. And that's been the theme throughout. 
And then we get a great scene with Linda and Arthur, and Arthur references Billy. So where's Billy now? Can we add that to the Where's Carl? Where's Billy? We, we talked about where their kid was in, in that whole episode last episode. We haven't seen him, like, ever. No, we saw him when they were raising potatoes before the Italians right. came. Correct, correct. When Arthur was uh, letting his mane, oh. letting his locks go. Yeah, but, he was a good yeah, man. Daniel, Peaky Heads... Give us feedback on this. Daniel has a theory that Carl <laughs> tripped tripped the car and was the reason and and killed Ben Younger because he's racist. It, I mean, it it all it all evens out for me. And maybe Carl isn't even Freddie's kid. Maybe it's Oswald Mosley's kid because the two of Jesus them are anti-Semitic and racist. And 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 the great and the great name of May Carlton. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we can go over this quickly because Linda wasn't there long. But they talk about Billy. Arthur's like, let's just run away together. And Linda's like, the fuck? Nothing changed between 20 minutes ago and now. And she goes, I'm glad I didn't shoot you. It would have been a kindness. And it then, and then she leaves. Yep. Killing is kindness. It was like, you know, it goes along with that with that popular saying. And yeah, it's kind of true. She's she's done. She's done with the with, and now. And to be honest, I really hope it's the last we see of Linda. I'm so done with her. And we've got some feedback about her. Carol from uh, from Birmingham. Um, comments on our Facebook page. It says, greetings from the real life Birmingham. Love your pod. I've only recently found it. I love to listen to your perspective and attempting those accents. Hilarious and adorable. Well, thank you, Carol. We try. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lads, did you notice that Linda's dress fabric had a bird pattern on it in that final death scene? I'm worried about the Shelby lads. I look forward to your next pod. And then pictures of three birds because that woman said she was going to name her, her next three songbirds what was it? Arthur, Arthur, Finn, and Tommy. And I noticed that this episode after we got that email that it's blatant that, that it is a bird pattern on there. But yeah, that was that was a good. I we we love when you guys you know catch things that we don't catch because you know these these reactions are as fresh as they can possibly get. So we're 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 literally you know fresh off of watching the episode. So there are some things that we're not gonna catch and. When we do our rewatch of season five, you know, after you know we we, we uh, catch up, we'll we'll be more uh, in depth with with our observations. But this this it just goes to show how great the, and detailed the show is when they have those details. And the swan, like the swans, even get mentioned in this episode as Oswald Mosley uh, is is having having some fun with one of the swans. Oh, what a sick sick human being! The fact that he can go up there and preach. And sound like, you know, a certain politician in America talking about fake news and making Britain, you know, better. That was that was hilarious. And then That's... also bring in signs of like Hitler and, you know, Karl Marx and a lot of the uh, fascists and, you know, Nazis and, and everything in the past. And, and you mentioned it to me and we're getting closer to the, to the 30s and the 40s yes. when that really starts to become prominent. But we get to see Oswald. The type of guy who just gives away horse tracks that Tommy worked so hard in season one and season two to get, just give them away to Jimmy. The type of guy, Josh, who watches himself fuck in the mirror, turning around to do so, and then make the woman put on the swan costume and then come out and ask Lizzie to join. Just to think that he's so full of himself, he's like, no, I'm just seducing Tommy anyways. He's not going to mind. I cannot wait for Oswald to get sniped by by our good friend Barney which we met which we met later on the episode when Oswald like gives that speech and so I don't know if I'm wrong or not but he was like a guest at the party right yeah he turns into like well first right. he gets kicked out by Tommy he says he's like right. get the fuck out and Arthur pulls a gun to him and then he just becomes like the new host 
So he he knows nobody, and he just starts going off about all these things and everyone listening to him. And I actually started writing down his his monologue, thinking it was gonna be like you know like a one minute monologue. Has to hold the record for longest monologue in like like the longest time talking to a crowd like un unimpeded. And he he goes on and on. You know, our host is such a man. For him, the little calculations of little men mean nothing. He is a man well suited for the night. For, for, he is well suited for the for the mood England is is in now, and he just goes on and on and on. He goes, "Good news, I think." And he's like, "I want to tell you, good folks, first that with the dawn of a new decade, I will be setting a new cause, setting a new optical movement here at the heart of England, and Mister Shelby will be by my very side." And the camera pans to Tommy. Tommy's just like, "What the fuck is this guy saying? This guy is fucking crazy," and it goes back to to, to you know the the theme of the season, which which might be a, a, a nit to pick is mentioning this guy's the devil. He is the devil and he's weird, man. He's just weird. He's delusional. Yep. We're going to get to nitpick soon along with winners and losers. And I do have one big nit here and, and we'll talk about it a little bit because I mentioned they kick out Oswald and say family only when they're cleaning up Linda's wound. And you have to remember they say family only Michael's not there. Michael and Gina have zero lines in this episode, but we get a telling image of their face. When Arthur or when Mike when Tommy gets referenced by Oswald and Oswald goes in on fascism and the Jews and the the, the Orientals who are stealing their sweatshops and everything and it almost seemed like they were intrigued in his uh, in his platform. It, it was it was kind of like uh, when they when they talk about uh, like Tommy like they it was it was a little bit of an eye roll, but there was no Michael, no Michael, no Gina. We had so many thoughts about what possibly could have come from their storyline. You know, and they they were fucking with Oswald. They were fucking with Oswald, and I was not fucking with Oswald. Also, we didn't get any Polly. She had like four lines this whole episode. It was, but she announced that that uh, Arthur's that the, gonna be the best the man, groom, yep. the the best man of of Abrahama. She's you know she's flashing her ring. He he even got on a knee, Daniel. He even got on a knee. Abrahama. I think it's Abrahama. Abrahama. Yeah, it's Abrahama. Yeah. yeah. And he spent the whole episode ominously hanging in the background and very clearly known that even when Mosley's doing his speech, he is ominously hanging in the and background. I was really curious about that. I I, 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 I had vibes that something was going to happen there. I thought Abraham was going to like pop him in the brain, like right in the skull. I was like, okay, this is a, this is, you know, see, you know they're not throwing this in here for no reason, but he was, he was sussed. He was sussed out. And speaking of popping someone in the brain, we've got one last bit of feedback. I, we have a bunch of them. I don't want to throw them all in in the beginning. Joey posts on our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and says, I got a question for all the boxing fans in the group. Who else caught Tommy telling Johnny Dogs to reach out to the Fury Gypsy family? And do you think it was a shout out to current UK-based heavyweight champion Tyson the Gypsy King Fury? Or am I reaching? thoughts and i want to add that tyson fury despite taking a big cut about uh 20 hours ago from our podcast did beat Otto wallen to win another decision win yeah that was uh that was perfect timing that that would be that would be really cool if they if that actually had that meeting but it was like a nod yeah but i mean i mean it could it could i don't know they they mean they did drop fake news in this episode so the, you know steven knight is, is definitely with the times and then I guess the last thing to really talk about in this episode is is the end and Tommy really 
getting at his end game. And that's the one thing that we did get progressed in any of the storylines was Tommy telling us what, what his deal is. And, you know, we get, we get war pigs by black Sabbath playing, which was a really cool song choice. Arthur's coming back with the opium that he got back from that Titanic gang. When Arthur got to go all fucking crazy and uh, Tommy's, you know, politicianing it up in a little montage. And then we see the big bang that frees Barney who's the one that's going to come out and snipe Oswald in the head, according when Tommy's going to be standing right next to him. And uh, I don't know how this is going to go. This guy doesn't seem too stable, Josh, this Barney fella. Yeah, and it's it's Wednesday. He knows it's Wednesday when the uh, Big Bang happens. And I wasn't, ex- like, I didn't know who he was going to see and what his purpose was. You know, like, watching it, you know, fresh off, I was like, what is this conversation about? What is What does he want from him? I had no idea he wanted him to like you know be involved in the killing of Oswald. I don't know if you did. I I, I thought it was like Tommy kind of like just like you know Tommy has a lot of times where he needs to be like he needs like reality checks and you know to to get back to his senses. And I thought it was just like a conversation, going back to see like an old an old war friend. Uh, and to be honest, I thought that it was only Freddie and Danny Wisbang who came out alive with him, which was which was interesting. Right, so they must not have been in the same uh, regiment under, you know, in the, in that tunnel or crew, right. the one the one that lost the one seventy ninth or whatever it was. But I'll tell you, I, that, I I just thought about it. I'll tell you what it was. Tommy plays chess. Tommy lost this game of chess, the one where he was trying to be an informant. He realized he lost it. That that piece is gone. He's lost that chess piece. He's just started a new game where now he has to be the one to extinguish Johnny McCavern and Oswald Mosley. Jimmy McCavern. Sorry, Jimmy McCavern <laughs> and Oswald Mosley. And so he just he just decided, you know, I, he's obviously known about this guy. He, this is an ace in the hole who he's been e- sending letters to. And then he pulls the, the ultimate reverse psychology, offering him a way out and then an actual way out. It was beautifully thought out. And I'm j- I'm just ready for this guy to pop Oswald in, in the skull. Like, I'm just ready for Oswald to, you know, be put in place and – what what better way than it to be like on the stage next to Tommy Shelby? And I don't think it's gonna actually go as planned. Like some, it, it's gonna be similar to how uh, you know at, at Epsom Tommy's plan didn't go to didn't go perfectly, and he still got the job done. But it wasn't you know pretty. And and I and I really think because you know Peaky Blinders is that kind of show, and it's a season and, and it's an episode six. So I don't think this guy is going to, you know, just pop him on the stage and just snipe him. But, man, oh, man, this episode set up episode six to be great. I mean, it it really did. And the final line is Tommy talking to Arthur. It's going to be a busy few weeks, brother. And so we can get into our our favorite quotes from the episode. But I need to ask you the question right off the bat. I've been kind of begging for it for a season now. With Jim, Jimmy and Tommy talking, and Jimmy referencing that he's got the North and Tommy's got the Midlands, but who's got the South? Tommy says, there's only one person I know that can take care of business, and he says, Alfie Solomons. To which Jimmy says, even if he was alive, he's Jewish, and we know what our boss thinks about the Jews, so they'll probably go the Italian's way. And then he's like, you so you got a little, you got some work to do, Tinker Boy. I like that little nickname for Tommy. But at the same time, that, that whole conversation was probably my favorite um, monologue, dialogue, favorite dialogue of the episode with Tommy and Jimmy going back to back and then Jimmy saying, when am I going to have a chance to go at your brother? So now we've got like a, a, a Arthur-Jimmy bout get ready, getting ready for plus, you know, Gold wants him to 
and and Alfie is alive. I'm I'm going out. I'm I'm shipping Alfie's alive for sure. That's a that's not that hot of a take. They're kind of setting it up for for people to think that and to be let down. He got, he got shot in the eye. He could no, be alive. No, hundred percent. I mean, we saw. I mean, I thought Linda was dead, and conveniently she gets shot in the arm and she's alive. Of course, you're like, oh, but Polly's shot is not that great. You know, she, she dropped to the floor. She dropped to She's the floor. She's only shot one person ever. Yeah, she dropped to the floor and then she cried like a baby the whole first five minutes. Like she was shot, like she was bleeding out, and yet like very little blood was coming out of her arm. Yeah, it was like a, it was like it was like nothing else was like, you know, like you know, there was like a perfect circle. It was like whatever. I mean, it's it's a television show. I don't get too mad at those things. Once again, even though Arthur didn't fire the shot. People surrounded by Arthur are just really good at not dying, you know. <laughs> he's got a, he's got the magic aura. Yeah, you know, he's just if you want to live like tuck everlasting, just ha- just be around Carl for I mean uh, Carl around Arthur forever. But yeah, it was it was a setup episode. What would you give? What would what would be your IMDb like rating for this episode? Honestly, this one's like this is like a seven point eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a seven point six. Yeah, to be, but when just... you look at Peaky Blinders on IMDb, you have to then realize the people that are cr- critiquing this show are fans of the show. That's that's the problem with stuff like that. Because when you get this far into a show, people that don't like it are not really watching it and and criticizing it. But also, this has a nine point zero on IMDb. And before we um, before we get too far down, you know the the rabbit's hole here. Josh and I love this show, and I love this show. And this episode, I'd still watch oh, 100%. over and over again, okay? I just want to make sure it's known that I, Josh texted me, and he's like, this season is weak. I don't think this season is weak. I don't think Josh thinks this season is weak. I just think it's weaker than three and four. Relative to three and four. I mean, we like. I mean, four was just so much happening, like the Changretas and people dying out of nowhere. Like, there was just so much going on, and... Now it's kind of like such a setup and storylines are just stalling. And I mean, it's in the context of other seasons. So still the show is phenomenal. It's still phenomenally done. And for all we know, see, you know, episode six is going to make it all perfect. That's why I want to reserve my rights to regrade right. it when we do the secondary outlines with some spoilers coming up in October for those in America that are going to watch on Netflix and then people that are going to be able to binge it quickly. We're going to have a section at the end when we redo these where we're going to talk about it at the end and imagine being able to go back and looking at this season once we know if there is a black cat. What if there is no black cat and right. the whole episode was just know. was just like a Tommy dream. Like they're they're like where who is this black cat? Where is it? They and... haven't even mentioned the words black cat. <laughs> Yeah, Since that's that season. Since that frustrating, episode. and hopefully it's just something that's hidden in in uh, Stephen Knight's uh, back pocket. But I don't know. There's just like it's like I'm like thinking about it. Like, are we missing anything else that happened in this episode? And it's like not really. I mean, we pretty much covered it all. Yeah, uh, Grace Grace came back for a second to tell Tommy to kill himself, and 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 that's that was yeah, exactly like it was Tommy's conscious kind of telling him, you know, come back, come home with. She said, come home with me. And Tommy's, you know, had this these thoughts of suicide almost in every single episode. And I don't remember exactly who he was talking to. I think it was Ada when he was walking out the door. When she's like, don't make this be an excuse for you to basically kill yourself. And he says, if I didn't do what, if he goes, if I didn't do what I do, he would still be kicking a ball in the street. It's funny, isn't it? I'm going to correct you there. I don't think he said, if I didn't do what I do. I think if he said, if I went back to doing what I was supposed to do. Like, this is out of Tommy's range. That's what he's saying. 
he's fucking with the wrong people. If I think he was saying if he went back to doing what he's good at, what he's supposed to do, instead of messing with politics, I think he regrets the politics move, to be honest. True. That's, that, how, that's that, how I read it. That that makes sense. I thought it was just like in general, like if I didn't live this life, if, if I wasn't, you know, Tommy Shelby, then that little boy would be kicking a ball in the street because, but that, that makes sense. It's, it's, it's pretty similar, but that just goes back to that suicide thought. And like, I mean, I really hope that Tommy Shelby's way doesn't go out by committing suicide. It would just be heart. It, it would be heartbreaking. I highly doubt it, but it would be heartbreaking. I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is not a show without Thomas Shelby. And, and oh, I, there's another show that, that I could think of. There's only one show I could think of, maybe one and a half, but one of them has weird reasons. One show that I could think of that I, I had to stop watching because the main character left and it just couldn't do it. And it was Vikings. And Vikings was one of my favorite shows ever on History Channel. And if you guys haven't seen it, I recommend Amazon priming it. It's free. If you have Amazon Prime, it's a fantastic show. But stop when you lose who you think you don't want to lose. And then they're gone. And you just can't do it if you don't build enough strong characters. Thomas Shelby is the A. It's not like Game of Thrones where there's seven main characters. There's a lot of, you know, great sub-characters, but Tommy Shelby's the A. And, you know, he's got your favorite line. I think my favorite line of the episode might be the conversation with uh, with Oswald and Tommy. When Oswald, it's funny, he goes, Do you enjoy strategies? And everyone at home's like, yes, he fucking enjoys strategy. That's, there was an episode just called Strategy. And I'm like, yeah, does a dog like to chase its tail, Dodoy? And Oswald's like, power. It's like plucking into the mains. A lighthouse beam. And also Shelby. And he just calls him Shelby, which he's like fraternity brothers with him. Drink less. And then Tommy chugs two shots of whiskey. It was it was perfect. He like he like takes his whiskey, he chugs it, he like pulls Oswald's glass over, chugs it. Basically, fuck you, bro. I'm a I'm a drink. I'm a drink when I want, where I want, how I want. Don't tell me what to fucking do. You have any favorite lines? Or you want me to just run? I I wrote down a bunch, so I can just run through mine. Um, go through yours and then uh, I'll bring mine up. Okay, first of all, this episode was called the shock. Just want to let it let it be known. You know, there was there was a shock. There were a couple shocks. I don't think there was anything crazy shocking i mean ben younger dying is is rough um he's not a main character even if like is even if isaiah would have died you know i thought i would have been a little bit i would have probably been a little sadder than if ben younger died um i obviously there's the the great one that we started the episode with with arthur whipping out his father the gun and saying i was a fucking capable soldier too to any of you still alive you do not fuck with the peaky fucking blinders. And he says fuck twice in that line, and it was fun. Yeah, he had that rage about him that he, he had earlier on in the show. That same Arthur Shelby rage, kind of like this 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 uh, this uh club is under new management scene with uh, Mario. It was kind of similar to that, and he's firing off the machine gun, or what, whatever that gun is, and they're like, yo, Arthur, stop. It's over. There's no one here. Yeah. They're gone. He, he has... He has two more good ones where you know he's talking about burning the uh, the dead Irishman, the member of the uh, the Titanic ba- uh, gang who was wearing a copper uniform, and he goes, "Isaiah, you're a peaky fucking blinder. Why else do you have the you know the, the the gun in your hand and the blade in your cap? Even Irishmen fucking float. Burn them." <laughs> and then to Chang, he goes, "Fuck your uncles, fuck your aunts, fuck your cousins, all of them." Let's go back to Birmingham, back to civilization. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Which is so ironic. That was like the curly line. He's like, I think Tommy's lost it. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a great episode for Arthur, and we'll uh, we'll see why it was even a better episode for Arthur later on. 
But uh, one of my favorite quote, and it was a powerful quote, was uh, when when Tommy visits Ada, and she says, "Anyone you touch, any which means anyone that I touch, which means anyone that any of us touch." And she kind of stops herself, like thinking, because 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 a lot of the time they're kind of blaming Tommy for everything, and they realize, you know, it's not just Tommy; it's like our name, it's the family. Like we're we're kind of cursed, in a way. We're all cursed. It's not just Tommy. Like we're we're all in this together, kind of thing, and so that was like a kind of like a, a perspective. Like it's true. Like anybody that that they touch is just is fooked. It's really fooked. Oh, poor Ada. It's like she just has the worst luck, the weirdest deaths too. Like Freddie goes, and now she's gonna have to raise another child who she's not gonna take care of. If anything, it's the same as Carl. And who are they gonna name this? Is this gonna be? Or is she gonna have Carl and Adolf? Are those gonna be the two kids? Carl's gonna hate his half brother so much because. Especially if it comes out, but it could come out golden like an Oscar, which is what it, it could. It could. Polly says, could. Um, "Yeah, I like when they go into Chinatown, which I, I called China Ghost Town, and then an ambush, and they're like, shouldn't have trusted these fuckers and their fucking lanterns." Yeah, I knew something bad was gonna happen when like it was super dark and the lanterns were just hanging. Ch- whoever this Chang fellow is is just bad at what he does. Okay, so here we super go. Super bad. Here we go. That's gonna go. I gotta do it. I gotta. Yeah, we're on pace. So instead of starting with winners, I'm gonna start with losers. And brilliant right. Chang is my loser because he he looks like a pussy this whole episode. He loses his leverage. He loses his opium. Everyone knows he's gonna get fucked over by Tommy, and which makes it worse. I was wrong about him. I was wrong. He's not who I thought it was. He's not the son of the dry cleaner guy because that guy's name was Zhang, Z-H-A-N-G. This is Chang. And instead, we got a correction, a, you know, peaky head correction. He was the guy in the first episode of this season that they sent Isaiah, Finn, and Abarama to go kill. And Abarama bursted in like the, you know, the Hawaiian punch guy. The cool- Kool-Aid man. Kool-Aid man. You <laughs> did, did it on again. Purpose. No, I did that one on purpose. I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Just the callback. That's what's called a callback. He burst in like the Kool-Aid guy, Hawaiian punch guy, and he killed. And they thought it was Brilliant Chang. It turns out it wasn't. And he was based off of a real gangster who sold women and opium and the best drugs in the in the East. So how about there's that. There you go. So he, he is your loser. So He's should I go loser. ahead? Yeah, who's your should loser? I go ahead with, with uh, my loser? Yep. My loser is going to be Ada Shelby. She just loses everybody left and right. She lost Freddie. You know, she left and she was living a good life and she came back and now she loses another guy. She didn't love him, but she liked him. But she she's she's not catching any luck. I mean, I could have copped out and said that uh Ben Younger was was the loser, but I'm not gonna go move. I'm not gonna go ahead and say that the guy who died is the loser, but I'm gonna go ahead with Ada as the loser. She cannot catch a break with and it goes back to, you know, I think season one when Tommy says to Paul, for someone who's who's had such tough luck with like men, you know, and Ada's starting to go down that path. She just she she cannot catch a break with any guys that she likes. So she is my loser. Also, a tough episode for the three actors who like said nothing. Helen McCrory, Finn Cole, and uh, and our girl who she didn't even make. Anya didn't even make the IMDb for this episode. She just kind of gave like a like Gina, a Gina Gray like a shrug. We saw like the side of her face, and like there was one shot where she was like in the distance, which I, which I thought was interesting because they don't really, sh- yeah. you don't, they don't really show those little subtleties. But I mean, she probably got paid. Yeah, so uh, good for good for them. Anya Taylor Joy. Well, she, we haven't, we still are. What, what's going to happen? Like, there's got to be some reference, right, to her look with with Oswald. 
who, who yeah, she was Oswald, Oswald had another good line when he walks out something that I can just I can just relate to you know when you spend a night with people that you're just not yes. culturally connected to and he just goes living with fucking goes, gypsies no no he said I, I went back I thought he said that he said an evening with uh, a bunch of fucking gypsies and he's like nodding his head no and I'm like well, that's so funny because I, he said that when he walked into the to the party yeah he said I think he said like now he's like basically I gotta spend an evening with fucking gypsies. So that was a that was an interesting kind of like you know tie around symbolic end to the night. All right, so who's your winner? My winner is gonna be Barney, man. Good old Barney, man. He's first of all it seems like he's in solitary confinement, having a rough go around of things, living in this insane asylum. He has to Hasn't write seen... with his butthole. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not tight. He can't use his arms. He hasn't seen the light of day for God knows how long. Um, but Tommy Shelby, royalty, or you know, to to some comes and comes and ta- is gonna take him out and, and bust him out. And Tommy's got you know arguably you know the most important job that he's ever had of somebody. You know, usually Tommy's doing doing you know things on his own and solving problems but he's gonna hire barney to be a sniper he's the best sniper he knows he gives him that credit and it's gonna be really important he's really instrumental to the show this this minor minor character who we just just met and he's tasked with taking down the devil himself oswald mosley and i'm really looking forward to him taking him down hopefully maybe probably who knows i also will say i have an honorable mention for loser and it's gonna be uh, Ollie, who was my guest for uh, for Tommy's Jewish lawyer. I'm just gonna assume that, <laughs> that that's was your who guess. It is. That was your guess because they mentioned the, com- the company lawyer is a Jew, and uh, Tommy mentions Alfie. Maybe he just he took Alfie's dog Cyril, Cyril, who we haven't seen since the, the first episode either. He's a, he's a good boy though. He's a, oh, of course, he's the best boy. He's a good boy. He's and good boy. Uh, my winner is Arthur. Okay, Arthur's wife survives which he is ecstatic about because he loves her. And so that's awesome. So he doesn't have to deal with that on his conscience. And neither does Polly, which is big. She's my honorable mention winner because Polly's getting married and didn't commit murder because we saw how important the last murder was on her conscience. In fact, it uh, fractured Tommy's skull because Polly ratted on her. And we're going to be talking about that season soon on our rewatch. So keep an eye out for that. Arthur also gets to be a soldier again, which makes him so happy. He loves being a soldier. He's I was a capable soldier myself. <laughs> this is my father. And also he gets to be best man. So it's a nice nice episode for Arthur there. Um, I've got one more quote that I forgot about there. More than Not even a quote, just a reference that uh, there was no Johnny Dogs this episode. So I can't ah. pick my like Johnny Dogs line of the, of the episode. So I'm going to have to go with Curly. When he comes in and goes, he goes, Tommy... I don't think it's flower. Oh yeah, he, he goes. I know <laughs> that was funny, and I and Curly is just there. I mean, it's like clarifying for the for for the idiots who I mean, not idiots, for people who watch and they don't understand, you know, everything. It's it's good to have Curly come in and say the obvious sometimes. Josh but throwing shade at our audience. I'm not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. I I caught myself. I caught myself. They knew what it was. They knew what it was. But um. And also a quote that I forgot that I thought was great was when Ben Younger mentioned Section D and Tommy goes, yeah, I know Section D and, and I fucking beat them. Yeah, Boom. right. You didn't fucking beat Boom. them. <laughs> I don't yeah, think Tommy no. beat them, to be honest. Well, I mean, he he got Hughes off his back. I mean, that was he, big. I mean, he killed him. And, yeah, and no, he, I know. I'm and, just saying. Like. And, and literally everyone went to jail for it and almost honk. So I didn't really consider that a win. Plus, Tommy had his skull fractured. 
and uh, he he escaped. He, he escaped. No, he that's, won the battle. But I don't know if he beat him because they could be back for more. We'll see. I would yeah. I wouldn't mind next season having like a new antagonist being the head of Section D. That'd be pretty cool. Right, um, right, just just right. my little prediction there. Now now nitpicks, and we put a little bit. I, I left a little time for this year. I talked about my biggest one, just not having Michael's storyline involved, which is my. I was the one I the, that I liked the most. The storyline I liked the most. And with it not having one word said by either of the gray, any of the grays, Polly, Michael, Gina, all got last episode was a gray episode, right? This is not a gray episode. Yeah. I mean, it's a little disappointing that we, it was, I mean, it was, it was a heavily Tommy episode. Tommy was doing things that he wanted to do. He wanted to do it his own way, but I was surprised that we just didn't get any Michael or Gina after setting up that storyline so heavily thinking I mean, I, I still think Gina might be undercover. I still think Gina might be like a snake, and especially with her being intrigued with Oswald and whatnot, and you know, wanting to go after Tommy's throne. So, I mean, I thought we were gonna get a lot of clarity on that on that front. But my, I mean, I guess I I have similar nits. I have a similar nit to pick. Like, it's just like not a lot from a lot of different storylines that we thought were gonna go places. The Billy Boy stuff, you know, we. You know, picked up steam a little bit. The Chang stuff picked up steam, and Ben Ben Younger storyline kind of you know the informant in the in the in the politics, and it, and it was it was a little mention of Jesse Eden and whatnot, but just so many things that are left unsaid, like with the black cat that we have no idea about still, and you know Abarama is we didn't really you know see him still seeking that revenge for Bonnie and, and whatnot that he still wants to there have. There was one reference, one reference where Arthur had to drop him off up the rivers because he would have slit the throat. Right, And Jimmy's right. like, let him try. So that, there was that. But yeah, I, there, you know what? There are just so many webs that Stephen Knight has, you know, thrown out there that he's just choosing. And I don't mind it. You know, I, it's not like, it doesn't feel to me like a movie that has plot holes. I'll tell you that. So I, that's not that's not a, pit, a nitpick for me. I actually... I'm okay with right. the amount of things that but, are unanswered so look, far. Look, look, if, if 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 episode six comes out and is just a nine point eight, then you know, I'll I'll kick rocks and I'll and I will eat crow for this for this for this instant reaction because then it'll it'll make sense in the context. But that's the thing with these instant reactions, you know, watching week by week is that we don't have the luxury of clicking play right now to see episode six. So I'm really looking forward to breaking down episode six next week. It's gonna be. It's. It's. I'm. I'm expecting it to be one of the best because, and and as season two was, as we just did in our on our rewatch, started very strong and ended very strong. As I thought, this season started very strong, and I think it's gonna end very strong. So stay tuned, peaky heads. Yep, the finale is next week. Can you believe it? And for those of you that are listening in 2023, yeah, just click episode six and listen to our episode six recap. You can do that. But for those of you that are following along here in 2019, go like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast or follow us on Twitter at By Order of Peaky. And if you heard, we love the feedback. We're going to keep reading it. You're going to get shouted out. We're going to have our, uh, our history buff on and we're going to do all the fun things that we do here at By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Our email is bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. And we binge so you don't have to. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand.